we have a very exciting week ahead of us and we just have an amazing one. Welcome to This Week in Mexico. My name is Luis Rodela, host of this year podcast. This is the 22nd week of the year and in just a week, the midterms elections are due in Mexico. We're excited about this because finally, finally, campaigns will end. You will no longer be seeing ads and receiving uh, messages. And of course, I believe the conversations will become a little bit less bitter, hopefully, after elections are held. Uh, well, But let me tell you, I know last week I told you the podcast was to have only one section dedicated to the five most important conversations that surround you, but I realized that I actually had a mini section before entering to the main subject. So I like to make it official, a new section, as new as this podcast is, and I have it called it In Context. So, In Context. Since the whole climate that currently we live and breathe, if we live in Mexico, it all revolves around the elections. I guess it is important for all foreign listeners to grasp a bit how it is that elections are really held in Mexico. So in context, we're gonna talk about it. Last episode, I talked to you about how it was that the Institutional Revolution Party got to be in power for 70 years. Complicit to this were an environment of institutions that allowed it. The first and probably the most important of them being the electoral system. You see, In 1988, I don't say it, you can find it anywhere, the clear winner of the elections was the candidate of a party from the left, a socialist party with a socialist candidate, Cuauhtémoc Cárdenas. He is the son of former president Lázaro Cárdenas, who was responsible for the most important reform of the Institutional Revolutionary Party and was also responsible, most importantly, for the nationalization I'm sorry, of the oil and energy industries. As the votes were being counted in 1988, Manuel Barlet, the then Secretary of Government, had a, 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 well, the Secretary of Government is a position that in Mexico plays a big role to this day. It can even be considered as close as it gets to, it gets to the figure of Vice President, a figure that doesn't exist in Mexico, but Manuel Barlet was in charge of the elections and Suddenly, he announced that the system had fallen. Yes, the counting system fell. We didn't have much technology back then, and even today in Mexico, votes are counted manually, by hand. When the system was restored, the advantage on the counting had switched from Cuauhtémoc Cárdenas to the candidate in the official party, Carlos Arninas de Gortari. You see ballots are physical in Mexico, and you can easily count them, but PRI, the revolutionary party, had an ability to build alliances. And the other main party in Mexico, the Conservative Party, National Action Party, or, or PAN, I allied with the official party, PRI, in order to allow ballots to be burned. In Congress, Congress decided that ballots should be burned with the objective of leaving the mess behind. I guess... Ah, what can I tell you? Take notice that this is 1988, the final, the final years of the Cold War, and the left was demonized, especially by the Catholic Church, because, well, 90% of the country, approximately, is made up of Catholic people. Uh, so, 
Catholic Church is powerful and had a big grasp in the conservative party. In other matter, it is also important to notice that the elections, um, the 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 candidate of the Pan Party, uh, the got the third place, Manuel Cloutier. He was called El Maquillo. He was the conservative, uh, the conservative candidate that protested the results. He gave the win to Guatemoc Cárdenas, and after the elections and until his death, he was an ally of Guatemoc Cárdenas. But he died in a very suspicious car crash. To this day, it is believed by many to have been a murder. He to to have been a murder. Yes, Guatemoc Cárdenas is still with us and remains a spiritual leader leader of the left. Actually, this week he said that the current government of Mexico is not a government from the left, which is kind of funny. This whole mess is to tell you how an independent board was born. You see, after the catastrophe, international and internal pressures um, obliged the Ministry of Government to no longer be in charge of elections, and the Federal Elections Institute was born in 1990 as well as state and municipal election boards. In 2007 and in 2014, these independent organs was reinformed by reforms, although Congress and parties now play bigger roles in the election of the members of the election board. Elections are coordinated by IFE, the Federal Elections Institute, with state and municipal boards and voting places are coordinated by citizens that are selected randomly in function of the letter of the alphabet in their last name. Election officers receive around 30 bucks for their work and they are in charge of counting, registering in the computer the results and guarding the election boxes, delivering them to their electoral district. Election officers will are very very important because they are citizens they are our neighbors we know them and they do not repeat so there is no chance for systemic um for for systemic changing systematically changing the results in a given ballot box also it is important to mention that independent observers and party representatives are present in all voting places all the time. Citizens have a federal ID. We all citizens have a federal ID card with a photograph that is marked after voting. Also, a mark is placed with permanent ink in our thumbs in order to visually identify voters and avoid double voting. Voters cannot be traced back to their voting ballot, and voting is to remain anonymous for the security of all voters and the fears of retaliation, those fears coming from that past of 70 years in which the political party actually also controlled the worker unions and fear was was really, I think, um, well, what can I tell you? To this day, in some instances, in some places, it is it remains still. Also, there is no early voting and no vote by mail, which I believe is sad, especially during these hard times of COVID. On the other side, voting day is an official national holiday, and workers are not to are not expected to attend their workplaces. 
I believe that if there is something Mexicans can be proud of is our election system. It is not perfect, of course, uh, but it is so-called independent and based on the citizen. Although after the election, of course, comes a legal process in which candidate can contest voting place results in the courts, which can lead to annulment of the whole voting site, not individual votes, the whole voting site, and even the reversal of election results and the repetition of the electoral process. Also, there is currently controversy for the president himself has declared to be above the National Electoral Institute and has publicly threatened its independence. And that is the context of the electoral system we currently have in Mexico. And now, the five conversations you need to follow this week in Mexico. First, Manuel Bartlett is still being required by the US government to testify in a murder case. Why is this important? Look, Manuel Bartlett is not a famous last name, it's an infamous last name at the very least. Why? It is the same Manuel Barlet who I told you about last minute ago, uh, who was the Secretary of Government in 1988, who organized the elections, who was in charge of the system falling. He is pointed as the author of the election fraud of 1988. Nowadays, he's the CEO of the Federal Commission of Energy, a state-controlled monopoly of electricity. I believe in any other place this wouldn't be possible, but he's still active in a government that allegedly represents change. He was independently mentioned by many witnesses in an investigation that has lasted for decades, him being a representative of the federal government in the conspiracy to kidnap, torture, and murder Drug Enforcement, Drug Enforcement Administration Officer Kiki Camarena. He investigated collusion of drug cartels with the Mexican government. <laughs> what can we expect? Who knows? I wouldn't have expected him to serve in any position of power, but we still see him around, so I guess Saturday's Paribus will keep seeing him around. As sad, but very sad truth. Number two, 88. 88 is the number of politicians to have been murdered during these electoral times in Mexico. Around 30 of those are candidates. 89% of them were from government opposition. Opposition. Why is this important? I mentioned you last episode that there were loud whispers of the painful past coming back to Mexico. This has undeniably been a very bloody election. Today the president was asked about it and he said that this was the press being uh what would be the word uh we, we would in mexico we would say amarillista uh in the u.s we would say sensational sensational the, the press being just too sensational and he blamed on the press the fact that 88 politicians have been murdered mm. Alma Barragan, the candidate of the Movimiento Ciudadano Party, or Citizen Movement, um, at least uh, in Congress, the this party, Citizen Movement, has behaved as an ally on the federal government. We have seen some some kind of breakup in the in in the election time, 
but Alma Barragan was the last one to be murdered during a campaign rally. She was a candidate for mayor of Moroleón, Guanajuato. What can we expect, as the water boils, candidates will need to balance exposure with keeping a low profile. We're about to head into elections. This is the most important. These are the campaign closures. But mm, the overall election environment is not optimal, as the levels of violence and polarizations are shameful. The corals are intervening in the elections that alongside to full stop against drug corals that has in no way diminished violence in the country is setting a worrisome path going forward. Therefore, elections today more than ever are very important in our country. Number three, the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration has diminished Mexican aviation score from a level two to a level one. This because our aviation system no longer complies with security standards dictated by the Global Civil Aviation Organization. Why is this important? The score will affect growth plans for the aviation industry and hit tourism in these important times of economic recovery in our country. Already troubled airlines will face challenges and the executives the, the executive has declared that it is no big deal because most Mexican flying or curse within our country well we are now in the same level as venezuela and pakistan at least in our aviation system they are not of course big trade allies of the u.s or at least not as big as mexico is so what can we expect a big effort from the private sector in order to ensure a swift return to a level two category i sincerely hope it be made possible within the scope of the next semester. Number four, Mexico has a new refinery plan. The federal government has announced. Why is this important? Mexico has bought the other half of the Deer Park refinery in Houston, Texas from Shell Corporation. The transaction costed around $600 million. Savings were used, you seeing those savings that weren't used to boost the economy or the health system during the COVID crisis were used to buy this plant. So the federal government has declared that savings from the federal disaster fund that was uh, eliminated recently were used to buy the refinery. When the, this fund was closed, the Ministry of uh, of Hacienda, which is the responsible for all the taxation and, and the overall government finance, the minister declared that the fund was indebted, that it didn't have funds. It actually had debts, but now the savings on the funds were used to buy the refinery plant in Houston, Texas. This is very bizarre. What can I tell you in the short run? We expect this to be good news, uh, but we also expect diminishing returns as alternative energy sources continue to hopefully grow. Also, this plan has a need to be improved um, in, in its overall financial performance. Um, it has not well, done well in the last few years. And finally, in order for the operation to take place, U.S. Department of Energy has to approve the buying. Number five, 
Belinda is engaged to Nodal. Um, yep, you've been listening to this a lot in Mexico. Why is this important? It is really not that important, but you should know Belinda got the $5 million ring from Nodal. She is a very talented pop singer, is known to have high-profile relationships, relationships like Chris Angel, Giovanni Dos Santos, Christopher Ackerman, among others. And a couple of her former partners, she's famous because their partners, her partners tattooed her face or her name in their skin. Nodal is 10 years younger than her, and he's a rising star in popular music scene in Mexico. I guess that's true because he bought a $5 million ring. And well, we wish them happiness, but you will be seeing a lot of memes and a lot of information about this in social media. If you live in Mexico, this will definitely be at least a short part of your conversation because it's Belinda and she's beautiful and she's famous and Nodal is a rising star. Before we go, there is a note I cannot comment on. It just got published and I haven't had the chance to read it as of this recording. It is about the cover of The Economist with the title Mexico's False Messiah. Uh, and the cover a photo of Andres Manuel López Obrador, the president of Mexico. I will not comment further, but I know whatever it says within the pages, I agree with. The report is in English, so I guess you'll tell me what you thought about it. And well, it is time to go. I am Luis Rodela and I hope we can connect through social media. My Instagram is at Luis Rodela, which is L-U-I-S-R-O-D-E-L-A. You see my spelling improved from last time. I don't know what I said last time I tried to spell my name. But yeah, L-U-I-S-R-O-D-E-L-A. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please feel free to share it with whomever might benefit from it. This has been a quick in Mexico. See you next week. Thank you.